Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. We have a special bullpen today, my big homie Tizzy, my brother from another mother. Before I go to Tizzy, let me remind you of the kind of stories him and I both cover. Here it is. Hey, Vancouver, British Columbia, it's your turn. Need this thing out. Public? The kids don't need this Fun thing about Canada is they're pretty good about bringing hate crime charges, which this absolutely qualifies as. So uh, Vancouver, who is he? So you have a double amputee who's normally in a wheelchair, um, moving around on the remainder of his legs, wielding a knife. And you want to disarm him so that he doesn't hurt you, himself, or others. So what can you do? You tried taser, taser didn't work, fair. Pepper spray? I mean, if he can't see, it'd be hard to throw a knife at you. But let's say he didn't have pepper spray. Okay, how about step back? How about create distance? It seems time after time we see members of law enforcement go, that meets the bare minimum standard of what makes it okay for me to pull my gun and discharge it. And so they do, instead of always trying to find any other solution. So I showed you that video of a Douglasville, Georgia man threatening the life of a black FedEx driver while hurling racial slurs at him. Then I showed you how that driver now has an attorney and they went and filed a formal incident report with the Sheriff's Department and now the Sheriff's Department just needs to act on it. Well, the Sheriff's Department decided they're not going to cite that man. If you want this handled in the court of public opinion, we can go that route, but I'd rather he faces the legal consequences that he absolutely should. He called him racial slurs and told him, I'll show you how little black lives matter. That is a hate crime. So since the Sheriff's Department wants to operate under good old boy standards, perhaps the Douglas County District Attorney would like to take up the reins and do something about it. My dear brother, all right, so what people may not know is that Tiz and I actually work on stories together sometimes, just behind the scenes, all right? Okay, uh, well. brother, <laughs> brother, thank, thank you, you so much for having me. Absolutely, man, um, video content creator, editor, director, let me ask you this question first, because I think some people would be fascinated to know what led you to do this kind of much needed social justice work. Um, I, I would say I found it by accident. Mm. Uh, I joined TikTok originally just to create uh, silly content, uh, just as a creative outlet. You know, uh, kind of always on any kind of thing like that, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it may be. It kind of goes hand in hand with what I do for a living in the film and television industry. Maybe I'm exporting something or rendering something. To me, it was a way to keep the creative juices flowing. I'll just make a silly video, I'll post it and I'll be done. And very quickly on that app, I noticed misinformation spreading rapidly. You know, you'd have something, someone says something that's clearly not true, easily disprovable. And then you have you know, 12 million views, uh, several hundred thousand likes and a few hundred thousand people going, I never knew this, this changes everything. And I was sitting there going like, well, that's, that's not true at all. So it, it kind of started as that, me sort of responding to just misinformation. And that could be political, that could be you know, when COVID first happened, uh, when we were in lockdown and we saw conspiracy theories like QAnon explode. Uh, and then obviously the vaccine and people. So it's kind of, you know, things definitely kind of come to the forefront over time. And I just sort of, you know, in that frustration of trying to go like, 
hey, maybe we should apply some some rational logical thought to things. Then you know you start seeing stories like this and stuff like this. People even bring stuff to me and go like, hey, can we talk about this? Why did this happen? Why does it seem like this keeps happening? And I have those same questions. And it made me realize a lot of people have those questions. So I just started talking about it and for whatever reason, people listened and engaged. You know, Michael, I wanna know your process there, brother, because naturally we're just one person. I'm one person, you're one person. Um, we can help somebody, but we're not able to help everybody. But everybody can help somebody. And if everybody would engage, then everybody would get help. So there has to be a process. I know I get a lot of emails every day, every day. And we are very thoughtful about going through those emails, following yep. up, having people provide information so that we can probably vet the story. And here's why we have to do that. There are people who try to get us to do stories that are not true in order to discredit the platform. So we have to be really, really careful when we vet the information up front. What kind of process have you been able to engage in? Cuz I know people hit you up just as well. Sure, um, I mean, I, I think it's constantly evolving. Mm. Um, a lot of it over time and you, you can probably relate. You, you do kind of build sort of a gut if you will, yep. to like mm, something here, those, those red flags pop up pretty easily uh, where you can see stuff. Sometimes there's stuff that I, I think is probably true. I, you know, I believe the person telling me the thing, but there's not enough for me to be able to go and make a video and say this thing happened or this was like this. Um, so yeah, it, it takes a lot of kind of discernment, I'd say is maybe a good way of putting it to just sort of like, you know, you go through those facts, you double check things, you ask for links, you asked for for the screenshots or the recordings or the, the stuff that backs up the claims that are being made. And so, you know, you kind of have to just sort of vet it. And then it's a mix of that and sort of, you know, using your, your own better intuition and deciding accordingly, but it, it can be tough. You know. Let me ask you about some of the responses you get. I'm gonna read one that I received um, just this morning. Now I get death threats all the time. And so this person um, named Reed says, so as to make no mistake as to who I am loyal to, I am from a long line of the white knife clan. All right, so he sends me this in an email. Uh, This is what we call a veiled threat, I get them all the time. Uh, I'm sure people come at you as well. They don't like the fact that you are exposing corruption. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I remember I did a video that just was talking about the differences between uh, black pride and white pride, for yeah. example. It came out a few yeah. years back. Um, a lot of white supremacists, they put me on the radar and they really didn't like that. Uh, I, I got to a point where I started responding to people and asking if they could, if you do a Google search for um, images of nooses, if you could please scroll down like 30, 40 or 50. Cuz those first like 20 or 30, I've already seen all of them. You all have sent them to me already. Wow. Cuz I got tons of messages that were like, you can hang alongside. Mm-hmm. Yep. And stuff of that nature. And yeah, I'll get I'll get those things, you know, if I I'll get those things when I do a post, maybe I duet someone or I share someone else's post, then they're like, "Oh, you know, these people messaged me to tell me uh, don't associate with him because X, Y, Z. Or if you're with him, then you can get it too. So sometimes it even spills over in that way. Um, yeah, it, it is um, unnerving to say the least. Yeah, tell me about your connection to the stories. Um, I'm really not a professional broadcaster. I'm a guy that professionally broadcast. 
Um, I'm Rashad Richard from Glenwood Road. That's who I am. And that's how I, I approach stories and that's how I connect to stories. So some stories obviously uh, have significant emotional impact on me. Um, how do you get through that process as you are not only vetting the story, but working the story so that you can make a presentation, a thoughtful presentation to the public without getting so caught up that you cannot deliver the story properly? Sure, I mean, yeah, because a lot of these things do impact me in an, on an emotional level. Yeah, um, I think I think that's a big part of why we do this kind of stuff, right? Um, as my following, if you can call it that, grew, you know, you get to a point where you start feeling an obligation. You start feeling like if if all these people are going to be listening, and then there's people that need help or things that need attention, I feel a responsibility. To bring that, so I'd say that's probably the main driving factor. That's the thing that kind of keeps me going, because this can be—I don't think I have to tell you—this can be taxing on your mental health. Yeah. This can be taxing on your physical health. There, you get burned out, you get wore down, and you just have to kind of keep finding those things that keep you going. In my case, I find it's usually when we actually—and I say we because I can't do this stuff alone. It's the people that follow and engage and share. That's the reason that anything gets accomplished. And when we're able to help someone, when we're able to you know, find out who someone is, or there is a need and a GoFundMe or whatever the case may be, and we're able to overwhelm that person um, with blessings and kindness. Or sometimes it's just, I'll post something and just people that, that follow me and see my posts will inundate that person with positivity. Yep. That's what keeps me going and that's, that's kind of. I gotta say this brother, you change the tides of things. Routinely, I mean, it has become very normative for you and your everyday lifestyle. But I want to pause on this to help people really appreciate what you do for everyday individuals. People who cannot find justice in their local community, people who cannot find justice through outlets of media, traditional media primarily, they will find justice through you. You get the story, you're thoughtful about listening, you put together a presentation to the public, and it makes sense. And the public responds, and what happens? A few things, number one, the person who has been wronged all of a sudden feel as if it's going to be okay because their support they can feel. Second, your commentary has created change. Police departments have changed their minds because of you. Policies have changed because of you. And outcomes have changed because of you. That has to be a significant catalyst for the work that you and your people continue to do. No, absolutely. It, yeah. it is the it's the whole thing. I mean, I just had something I posted today, and the young lady involved um, literally made the statement that she was didn't feel safe to try and press charges against someone until she got inundated with messages after my video posted mm-hmm. from people showing her support, from people validating that she has a right and a reason to feel the way that she does. And how that made her feel safe, that gave her confidence, and how she did did communicate with police. And she did stand up for herself and say, something needs to be done and now charges have been brought in that situation. That kind of thing is is everything as far as I'm concerned. I gotta say this for everyone watching, um, my dear brother actually reached out to me a while ago and it was based on a story. Uh, and from there, we decided to start coordinating together on some things. Uh, and typically, we're not going to let the public know what we're coordinating on. All right, we want to be effective, okay? Uh, but his heart, his spirit, uh, was so authentic in in reaching out. I just I got to get this brother on the show, um, and I want to highlight your continued work for those who may not uh, follow you presently. Please make sure you follow this brother. 
Uh, I really appreciate all you do, Michael. Yeah, thank you so much for saying that. I, I really appreciate it, and I appreciate that. You know, I'm not the only one that people like yourself and others are doing it as well. All right. Uh, for those who are watching, dear brother, tell them how they can follow you and check out your great work. Um, sure. Tizzy Ent, T I Z Z Y E N T. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You can find me on all those platforms. Um, I post multiple times a day. Um, much to my own chagrin. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can find me there and keep up with me there. And I appreciate all the eyeballs that can help uh, forward a story. There you go. Thank you, Tizzy. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you.